You are about to enter the courtroom of the Batman Universe Villain Wall. The people are fictional. The cases are fictional. The rulings are arbitrary. This is Judge Joe. Hello and welcome to what is essentially a relaunch of the Batman Universe Villain Wall. I'm your host slash judge and jury, Joe, taking over for Nick. Not that I have his blessing, but I'm sure that'll be fine. And I'm joined today by... This is Dustin. And this is John. And basically, if you've never listened before, Nick had a villain wall where he liked to classify Batman Universe villains, either classic, B-list, absent or gone. Now, obviously, for some villains like the Joker, there is no question that he's a classic villain, so there's no point in looking at him. But in the past, we've looked at people like Killer Croc and Clayface, and I urge you to go back and listen to those episodes. They're a lot of fun. Now, Dustin and John will each have five minutes to argue where they think each villain should be placed on the villain wall. And after listening to both sides, I will make the final call. So first, we'll be looking at Killer Moth. And what classifications will you each be arguing for this character? Well, Judge, I will be arguing that Killer Moth belongs in the absent category. Well, my lord, I will be arguing that Killer Moth belongs in the gone category. Okay, Dustin, as you are the main man at the Batman universe, you have the honour of going first. So I'll just set up the timer. And you have five minutes, if you're ready, starting now. All right, Judge. Uh, I'm going to be arguing that Killer Moth belongs in the absent category. Now, as we all know, Killer Moth has been around for quite some time. He originally first appeared in Batman number 63 in 1951. Um, specifically, this character has had uh, very close ties in uh, creation and uh, abilities to another character that we will be discussing also in this episode, Firefly. Um, this character has had a number of different uh, alter egos, uh, the first one being Car- Cameron Van Cleer, but that was actually a false identity that he created as a millionaire philanthropist in order to become friends with Bruce Wayne. Um, later, he in the 1990s, during post-crisis, his uh, real identity was revealed as Drury Walker. Um, this was, he, again, he does... Uh, take the false identity of Cameron Van Cleer to fight Batman in uh, Batman Shadow of the Bat from 1992. He also appeared during uh, Batgirl Year One, which is probably one of his most uh, famed appearances, as that is one of the uh, more renowned stories that this character has actually been a part of. This character doesn't really have a whole lot of abilities. He he's he has no superhuman abilities, and he basically has a bunch of different uh, uh, gadgets and equipment that he uses that basically steal a lot of ideas from the original Batman, including he has a mothmobile, a moth signal, and a steel line that he uses to swing through the skies. He uh, carries a cocoon gun. That he fires a stream of sticky threads that only, he, that, that totally envelop a victim so that he can catch them. Uh, the gun also can fire grenades. Uh, as his history actually goes on, he becomes at one point Charax, which gives him superhuman strength, agility, and endurance. And his exoskeleton gives him some protection from physical and energy attacks, and his wings actually allow him to fly for real. Um, this character also appeared in a number of TV shows, including the live-action Batman TV series. 
He appeared in Teen Titans, The Batman, Batman, and Batman Brave and the Bold. Uh, as far as video games, he has appeared in Batman Return of the Joker, Lego Batman the Video Game, Batman Arkham Asylum, and Lego Batman 2 DC Superheroes. He's also had a number of toys. Now, specifically why I'm arguing that this character belongs in the absent category and not the gone category as my colleague is the fact that this character is tied pretty well to a specific character within the Batman universe, that character being Batgirl. Uh, Killer Moth deals with the origin of Batgirl, and uh, that's depicted, as I mentioned earlier, during Batgirl Year One. Um, if this character was to be completely forgotten or gone, as my colleague will state, then this, then he would not need to have a category or he would not need to have um, a, a prominent role in the origin of another character, and he does, um, as as well as the fact that he's also had a number of different toys made after him, and knowing uh, the way toy companies work, they tend not to make toys that are based off of characters that are completely gone. So I am arguing for the absent category specifically for those reasons. Okay, and John, let's hear your argument against that starting now well judge uh, my learned friend puts forward some very good points however i have to disagree and argue that killer moth is very much in the gone or forgotten category yes he is occasionally a threat and he is mostly remembered for appearing as the main villain in the Batgirl Year One storyline. However, for me, these are the only memorable storylines that he's been in. And even then, he's overshadowed by the fact that it's Batgirl. It's her first storyline. He's not that much of a credible villain at all in any shape or form. He even states it himself when, during um, Underworld Unleashed, he sells his soul to the devil to become Charax, the moth creature, because he says, well, nobody takes me seriously. People think that I'm a joke. Yes, he's appeared in the Batman and the Batman, the Brave and the Bold, but again, not in a seriously credible role. Batman, the Brave and the Bold, he makes brief cameos, one in the Batmite episode and once as the start of a five-minute segment at the beginning of Batman the Brave and the Bold. His game appearances are limited to basically the NES Batman game and uh, the Nintendo version of that game as well, where he was the boss. He was a boss battle. He's not really been looked upon really very much since the 90s, which is effectively where he's now consigned. And I don't see him coming back anytime soon, to be honest. He's been parodied in a number of other shows. And yes, I know what Dustin's going to say. Well, he's been parodied, therefore he must be at least in the consciousness of people. And to an extent, I can understand that argument. But the fact that he's been parodied shows just really what a kind of joke villain that he is and how difficult he is to even write and to do and in my opinion batman has a lot more interesting villains that are much more worthy of the comic book creators times okay and then 
Dustin will have three minutes to offer a rebuttal to that. Well, as my uh, colleague states that uh, this villain is not a credible villain, if that was the case, then this character would have just really been used for the origin of Batgirl, and that would have been the end of it. But the fact that this character had actually appeared in a number of stories, and unlike my colleague has stated, uh, his time was prominent, very much so, during the 1990s, um, but the character first appeared in the 1950s. The fact that someone decided in the 90s, let's bring this character back and revitalize him, uh, should say something, because obviously Killer Moth is not the only character that they have done this with. Um, most most notably, probably, is Mr. Freeze, how Batman the Animated Series revitalized that character to make him something more than what he was during the 1950s and 60s. Um, but that's not the only characters either. My colleague also states that this character is a joke, and he recognizes the fact that he's a joke himself, and, you know, he knows that he doesn't have a lot of powers, and he's not really a worthy villain. Just because he's not a worthy villain doesn't make him completely gone or forgotten. The The biggest thing is the fact that he recognizes the fact that he's basically modeling himself off of Batman, and he has all of these different gadgets and equipment that he uses that are basically the same type of things that Batman uses means that he drew his origins from Batman and decided to be a villain that would be able to go against Batman for no reason other than just to be a counter for him. Um, there's other villains such as uh, Wraith uh, who has done that as well who is basically a model off of Batman and in this case it's just a moth that this character uses instead of a bat. Um, the other uh, point that I'd like to make is my colleague has stated that he has made no appearances since the 1990s, but that is actually untrue. Um, he appeared in Batman number 652, which was uh, only within within the last five years, as well as Red Robin number nine, and which was only a couple years ago. So he has made a number of different uh, appearances. Yes, none of them have really been of substance, but if he was truly gone or forgotten, he would not have made any appearances since then, and writers would not feel the need to actually bring this character back. Um, I also believe that the, the fact that he's appeared in Teen Titans, The Batman, Batman Brave and the Bold, as small as the roles have been, as well as uh, Lego Batman, Lego Batman 2, and the reference that was made in Batman Arkham Asylum, those all those media appearances have all happened within the last 10 years and in some cases much less than 10 years and the fact that they do reference this character and use this character even if it is in a jokingly manner means that he is not gone but he is simply absent from current stories you got that just in time there okay and john it's now your turn to offer your counter to dustin's arguments certainly Dustin makes some good points, and yeah, I did forget about. I must admit, I did forget about the Red Robin. But as he says himself, these aren't major appearances. These are again brief cameos. And sure, as you say, we can look at those and go, "Well, the writer feels the need to um, bring them back and to have them in the Batman universe and still about." But the fact that these are cameos says to me that writers just don't think that on his own, and that's how I think you have to look at using a a Batman villain to move up into maybe the absent category, as you argue, 
would they be able to sustain a series or a, a mini series or even just a one shot uh, comic on their own? And the answer for Killer Moth is always going to be no. He's just not that much of an exciting villain or a good villain or one that anybody would really want to have as as a as a series uh, as a in their comics really he's nice to you know have a bit of fan service and have nods and winks and nudges towards and maybe make the occasional cameo but nothing more than that and when a character gets to that stage and it's fan service you're really appealing to people who know the batman series and the batman universe inside out new fans aren't going to recognize those kinds of winks and nudges so that's that's me Okay, so after hearing both sides, court is adjourned for a few seconds while I work out who I think has won the case. So uh, after having a bit of a think there, I think that John came up with some good points that he's not necessarily a credible villain that he probably couldn't hold even a one shot to himself but I think that with Dustin's points about the amount of media appearances and his, he seems to have a kind of a cult following with the, with the toys and media appearances and then that one major appearance in Batgirl year one I feel that we can't legitimately call him gone or forgotten because he keeps cropping up and to call him gone would be a disservice to him. So I feel that Killer Moth is simply absent. Okay, so with that, we'll move on to our next villain, which is Firefly. And this time, John will be going first. So, uh, John, since you're going first, where will you be arguing that Firefly will be placed? I will be arguing that Firefly belongs in the B list category. And Dustin? And I will be arguing, Judge, that Firefly belongs in the absent category. Okay, so with that, John, take it away. The history of Firefly is, I think, quite well known to everyone. He first appeared in Detective Issue 184, and he's traditionally gone as Garfield Linz, who was, a in post-crisis, a pyromania expert for film companies, who then subsequently lost his job fell into poverty, and therefore turned to crime. He was trained by Killer Moth for a while, but Killer Moth ditched him after deciding that Firefly was actually insane. And he then moved into arson as a professional means of making money. He's clashed with Batman several times, and at one stage was severely burnt um, in a, obviously, fire. And he... became covered in 90% burns with his suit essentially sustaining him for and keeping the pain at bay for as much as possible. He has made sort of other appearances and and things like that. Most famously, of course, he has appeared in Arrow as a major villain in one of the episodes where they slightly altered his storyline to be a fireman who was supposedly left behind by his crew members. But the fact that he's made an appearance in Arrow says to me that he is most definitely a B-list villain. 
He's a credible villain. He's gone up against Batman numerous times. And most importantly, he sustained his own issues and he sustained his own storylines. Again, most notably, he was the major one of the major villains in the first volume of Nightfall, which where he was broken out from prison by Bane. And he, the Scarecrow and Joker, basically run amok throughout Gotham. He's also appeared in JLA, Crisis of Conscience, where he was fighting Catwoman before Batman turned up. And yes, he was knocked out for most of the battle. But the fact that he's gone up against the Justice League of America suggests that this character is a major player on the scene. He's also been freed by Nick Scratch in Road to No Man's Land, which I have been reviewing on Bat Books to Beginners, if you want to go back and listen to those episodes. And... The episode where Nick Scratch releases him, he says that he wants to release characters who will cause major problems in Gotham. And Firefly is one of those characters. He's also made numerous cameos in video games. And he has, in fact, inspired his own character and the man in black in Gotham Knight, the movie, which was released after the Batman Begins. Yeah, Batman Begins. He's also been rumoured that he would appear in The Dark Knight as a villain, and there was talk of him appearing in The Dark Knight Rises. And in fact, he's number eight in the Complex.com characters that they wish Christopher Nolan would use in his films. So this is a character who obviously is still very much at the forefront of people's mind, very much a serious credible threat to Batman, and also very much a villain that's grounded so much enough in reality and is enough of a player that people would suggest that he should appear in Christopher Nolan's epic trilogy. So this is why, for me, he should be on the B-list. Okay, a very strong argument there from John. So now it's Dustin's turn to put forward his argument. Well, Judge, I am going to be arguing that that Firefly belongs in the absent category, And it's not because the character isn't well-known, and it's not because the character doesn't have multiple areas that he's appeared in, and media appearances, as as my colleague has already stated, but more so over the fact that this character, despite having all of these media appearances, including more recently the Arrow episode, this character really hasn't really had a whole lot of use in the comics since 2009, which would put that about four years ago. Now, that's not to say that the character cannot be used in the future, and that's why I'm not saying that the character belongs in the Forgotten or Gone category, but this character is just simply absent right now. The character has had a number of different times that it has popped up in the media, and I'm sure that the character will again pop up in some form of media in the future, it's just I don't think that the the character belongs inside of the category of the actual B-list category. Now, this is the same category we would put other characters, specifically Killer Croc or Clayface or Man Bat. That's where we would put these characters, and I don't think that Firefly actually deserves to be in that same category. I do believe that Firefly is a good villain, I and I believe that the character himself has had his fair share of different origins in all kinds of incarnations, including the comics, and inside of media, including the video games and the TV shows. He's had toys, like I argued before, but realistically, the character just in general just does not 
belong in that same category with some of these other characters that we have already put in that B-list category. My colleague, who was so adamant about Killer Moth being in the Gone and Forgotten category, uh, stated that this character was actually trained by Killer Moth. Now, to say that this character was trained by Killer Moth and Killer Moth thought this, that Firefly was so crazy that he decided to stop working with him should say something in general, because if this character did not train with Killer Moth, would we believe that this character f- holds any regard above Killer Moth? Um, yes, he is a Firefly, and he uses fire, so he has that same basic idea of I use crazy gadgets based off of the name of my my uh, persona, but at the same point, I don't believe that he belongs in that category, along the other great villains that we've already put in this B-list category. The, 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 the last point that I'd like to make is the fact that although Firefly has had all of these appearances, r- besides the Arrow episode more recently that has happened, which just happened within the last year, where they completely changed the origin of the character to make him more realistic and to work for the series, the character himself really hasn't appeared in anything really uh, for quite some time. he There was a small little biography that appeared in Batman Arkham Asylum in, back in 2009. That was the same time, the last time that he popped up in the comics was back in 2009. So this character for now, in my opinion, is actually absent because he really hasn't had any major roles in any form of media, whether it be the comics, video games, or TV shows since 2009 outside of the Arrow appearance. So that is why I'm putting Firefly in the absent category. Okay, another strong argument from Dustin there. So, John, you have your three-minute rebuttal. Thank you. Um, My learned friend points out that he's not had a whole lot of use for five years now. And that's not necessarily true, because he's appeared in the Flashpoint uh, series. He appeared with... Uh, I think it's Canterbury uh, as uh, Firefly and was killed by the Amazons in uh, one of the battles. So he's obviously made appearances. Now, granted, that is as a minor character, but he's still around and he's still recognisable today. I would like to also point out that the argument that he's not had a lot of use recently was something that I used against the Mad Hatter when me and Dustin last time met. And I lost that argument. But also after that, he then, the Mad Hatter then appeared in The Dark Knight as the current excellent series is going along. So just to say that he's not being used at the moment doesn't mean that he's not going to be used in the future. And I think, like the Mad Hatter, he would be able to sustain his own storyline and, more importantly, would actually be a major threat. He's up there, I believe, with Man Bat and um, Clayface and Killer Croc, people who we've put into the B category before. He's even teamed up with Mr. Freeze in a couple of issues, and together they proved more than a match for Batman. So he is able to be on the same level. I wouldn't argue that you'd ever see the Joker running around with Killer Moth, 
but we've seen the Joker and Scarecrow running around with Firefly and they clearly think that he's well worth their time. As for the arrow point, the fact that he's back and he's been used, yes, as my learned friend says, they had changed the origin to make him a lot more realistic. But the fact that he's there and he's a Batman villain that they've purposely imported into the Arrow series shows that people think he's a credible threat and that he's a very willing and serious villain to have uh, and to use in those in that media and someone that the audience and a new audience will identify and be able to recognize something that I don't think you could say the same for a lot of the other characters, especially I would say much more recognizable to new readers than killer moth who we've put in the absent category. And I think he is leagues above that character by a very, very long way. I don't think he's even close to the same class. Okay. And Dustin, again, your last chance to argue that Firefly is absent. As my colleague has stated, uh, the character did appear in Flashpoint. And yes, uh, that is true. And that was earlier than 2009. But the reason why I didn't mention him was because Firefly was a part of a group called the Ambush Bugs, led by Canterbury Cricket. Um, if you ask somebody who Canterbury Cricket was, they probably would have no idea who that character is. And the fact that he was the leader of a group that Firefly belonged to meant to me that it wasn't even worth mentioning just for this, the fact that this was an alternate version um, and an alternate timeline during the Flashpoint event was almost not even worth mentioning. But I will admit, yes, he, do, he did apply, he did belong there, but uh, he also uh, was part of that group along with Ambush Bug, who we know DC doesn't use in any way, shape, or form other than to tell us, various events happening around the New 52 in some fake studio news program that happens in the back of the books. In addition to that, my colleague stated himself in his last argument that this is a minor character. And even though I, when taking this briefly out of context, because he said that he was a minor character in this storyline during Flashpoint, it proves the point that this character is not a B-list character, because if he in fact was a B-list character, he would have been more than just a minor character, part of a group led by a character that nobody really knows. In addition to that, my colleague stated that, that just because the, just because this character hasn't appeared since 2009 doesn't mean that this character will not appear in the future. Well, unfortunately, we have no ability to see into the future, so we cannot judge the future of when the next time Firefly will appear. We are not judging the future, we are judging what has occurred in the past, and unfortunately, since Firefly hasn't appeared since 2009, there's no way to decide when he will appear next. I'm not saying in any way that Firefly will not appear, that's why I'm simply arguing that he belongs in the absent category, because in fact, he is absent, he just is not being used at this point in time. Um, finally, my colleague stated that uh, the reason why this character should be B-list is because this character was imported from the Batman universe to the Arrow TV show as a formidable villain that could be used for Arrow. And I believe that can be true, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the character is B-list just because he's imported into another another universe, per se, with... Uh, 
just saying that that's the Green Arrow universe and specifically the Arrow universe meant for TV, this character, along with a ton of other Batman characters, have been imported into a wide array of different series. Should we say that Harley Quinn is more important because she's part of the Suicide Squad? I'm sorry, Dustin, that's your time up. And I say that he belongs in the absent category. Okay. This one is genuinely tough, so I will... Again, go for a few seconds while I think about the outcome. This one I found very tough. I think that John came up with some extremely good arguments. The fact that he's been brought into... Arrow more recently that he's had some major comics appearance and he mentioned that he was in a fan of the movie. I think that he's definitely got all the support of a B villain. I think that he's popular enough to be classified that, but unfortunately because of his lack of appearance in in comics media and the majority of media other than bit parts, I, I think I'm gonna have to say he's absent. So I'm sorry, John. Four nil down. Ah, <laughs> oh, really? If you disagree, email Dustin and put Dustin, you are wrong in the title and send the emails to batmanpodcast at batmanuniverse.net. <laughs> I don't know what the email address is. But be You'd angry. be lucky to get them to him, but if you'd... <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you send them to that email address, I'll never actually see them. But if you actually disagree with any of the judgments that our judge has made, you can email podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net, and we will possibly go through some of your comments in an upcoming episode of The Normal Cast, and that's where we will actually discuss those. Yep, and of course, you can leave comments on the episode comment section of the post. We tend to record these in bulk, so if we don't get to your email immediately, then just listen to an upcoming episode and we'll listen to it then. If you have any suggestions for villains that you'd like us to place on the villain wall, then those are more than welcome. We'd always love your input. And with that, that is it for this villain wall. I've been Joe. This is Dustin. And this is John. And we'll see you guys next time. See you later. I'm going to win one of these. I swear to God I'm going to win one of these. Okay, and to see who goes first, I have my two-sided coin. Dustin, would you like I, I was going to say Dustin can go first, because I oh, don't okay. have I'm a lot. That bit. <laughs> just, just, just do, it do, the, do the bit, and then I'll just, by default, win. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm leaving all this in. Okay, so... I'll leave all this in. <laughs> was that all from memory, Dustin, or did you do some research this time? I never do research. You're insane. I don't have time to do research. I completely forgot that I was even doing this until a couple hours ago, and then I was like, crap, I don't think we ever actually decided what I was arguing, so even if I wanted to do preparations, I couldn't. I have to do research. When I'm going up against Dustin, if if I come ill-prepared, he'll wipe the floor with me. Yeah, well, you don't have much of a good record, do you, John, so far? No, it's 2-0 two, two nil, two nil to Dustin at the moment. I'm gunning for a 4-2, maybe a 3-3. Three, three.